Hello, good morning, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. My name is Tony with an I, and I am your host. And today, our word is, will you wait? But before we actually jump into the word, as always, we are going to start by giving thanks to our Heavenly Father in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come before you this day, we just want to tell you how much we love you, how grateful we are, Father God, that we have health, we have family, we have a life, Father God. We have the ability, Father God, to do so much for there is still breath within our bodies. We ask you, Lord Jesus, in this moment to guide our hearts and our minds that you would speak to us, Lord Jesus, whatever it is that you would have to reveal to us as your children. We ask you to forgive us of our sins as we choose to forgive those who have sinned against us. Once again, Father God, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. It is in the name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Guys, thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Touring with God. And today we're actually going to be going through a familiar passage in the Bible. We're actually going to be taking a quick look at the story of Ruth, but we're not reading the entire story of Ruth. We're really just going through bits and pieces of the story. But just so you know, the book of Ruth only has four chapters. So if you have the time on your hand today, I would encourage you to go ahead and read the entire book of Ruth on your own. So once again, our topic is, will you wait? And in order for us to get a deeper understanding of what this weight looks like, we're going to take a look at the story of Ruth and we're going to use that as an example of how we ought to wait. We're going to start by reading Ruth 1 verses 1 through 8 and it reads, In the days when the judges governed Israel, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to live temporarily in the country of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The man's name was Elimelech, and his wife's name was Naomi, and his two sons were Malan and Kilian. They were Ephratites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went to the country of Moab and stayed there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left a widow with her two sons. They took wives from the Moabite women. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. They lived there about ten years, and then both Malan and Kilian also died. So the woman Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she set out with her daughters-in-law to return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in Moab how the Lord had taken care of his people in giving them food. So she left the place where she was living, her two daughters-in-law with her, and they started on the way back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you return to your mother's house. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown kindness to the dead and to me. So we actually just 
we're going to go further and we're going to read to verse 9 because we just read to verse 8. May the Lord grant that you find rest, each one in the home of her husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud. Now, very often when I've heard this story or I read this story, I remember as a child, maybe in Sunday school, I never actually recognized that it says in the scripture that Naomi left the place where she was living, her two daughters-in-law with her, and they started on the way to the land of Judah. For some reason, I always envisioned that this conversation happened in Moab, while they were there, that Naomi begins to talk to both her daughters-in-law and she says to them, hey, listen, I think it is best for each of you to go back to your parents and may you find rest each of you in the home of your husband. I never recognized that the journey had already started. So they had already left Moab and they were on their way into Judah when Naomi stopped and said to them, listen, you have got to turn back, go home to your family and may you find rest in the home of your husbands. Now, if I'd already started this journey and I don't know how far into the journey they got, but they had already left. They decided, as we can see, that they were going to follow Naomi back to Judah. But Naomi stops along the way and actually sends these women to go back to their families. But not only does she send them back, she begins to speak a blessing of marriage over these women. She was also a widow, and so she knew the role of provision, protection, and the authority of a man as the head of his family and his household. And so she spoke a blessing of marriage over these young women. Now, the word rest refers to comfort, peace, and ease. And Naomi spoke this blessing over them because she understood that this is what a wife was to find in the home of her husbands. Now we're going to continue to read a little bit further here. We pick the story back up in Ruth 1 verse 12 to 13. Go back, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I said I have hope and if I actually had a husband tonight and even gave birth to sons, would you wait until they were grown? Would you go without marrying? No, my daughters, for it is much more difficult for me than for you because the Lord's hand has gone against me. Our topic once again is will you wait? And we already see here where Naomi is asking Orpah and she's also asking Ruth, would you wait until I had children and they were old enough for you to marry? 
This is a really important question because Naomi is pointing out to these two young women that as long as we remain together, I cannot promise you that you will have a husband. Therefore, we will possibly remain three widowed women living together. She had her children. Naomi had both her sons and even though they had passed away, Orpah and Ruth were both young women who yet had no children. And so she did not want to take away the hope of them having their own families. And this is the reason she sent them back to their families. Now today, I have three questions to ask you. And I want you to truly consider each one as we look at Ruth's story. The first question is, When there is no solution in sight, will you wait? Now we pick up the story in Ruth 1 and we're reading from verse 15 to 17 and it reads, Then they wept aloud again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Then Naomi said, Look, Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Turn back and follow your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord do the same to me and more also if anything but death separates me from you. Now, when we look at Ruth in this particular scripture right here in these verses, we recognize that Ruth is making a covenant, a commitment with Naomi. And she's basically saying, listen, I know there is no hope in sight. There is no solution in sight for me to have a husband or for me to bring forth children. But what I do know is that I am committed to sticking to you. And the only thing that should separate us is death. Will you wait when there is no solution in sight? The second question I have for you is, will you wait with purpose? Now we pick up the story in Ruth 2 verse 2 to 3 and it reads, And Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after one of the reapers, in whose sight I may find favor. Naomi said to her, Go, my daughter. So Ruth went and picked up the leftover grains in a field after the reapers and she happened to stop at the plot of land belonging to Boaz who was the family of Elimelech. Now we see here that Ruth's purpose was to serve Naomi. We heard Earlier where she spoke to Naomi and she made it very clear that wherever Naomi would go, she would follow. But she was not just following Naomi. She actually was working in 
purpose. She had a purpose while she was there. She recognized they did not have a husband to provide for either of the two of them. And so in purpose, she went out. She was very intentional with what she was doing. And she went out into the fields to glean, to ensure there was provision for herself and also for Naomi. Now we see here Ruth 2 verse 11 to 12 reads, Boaz answered her, I have been made fully aware of everything that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people that you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for your kindness and may your reward be full from the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Now, this is the second time we see a blessing being spoken over Ruth. We see Boaz speaking here, a reward from the Almighty God to fall, favor to fall upon Ruth. And we read earlier where even Naomi spoke to both Ruth and Orpah, and she told them that may they find rest in their husband's house. So twice we have already seen a blessing being spoken over Ruth's life. But we also notice once again that Boaz took notice of what it was that Ruth was doing as she served her mother-in-law, Naomi. Now, I want to make this also very clear. We cannot be lazy while we wait. And I say we because I need you to understand that I too have been in a waiting season and it has not been a day or two days or a week or two weeks or a year or two years. Let's not go into that, but it's it's been a while. But we cannot be lazy while we wait. It might be the very work that we are doing that will lead us into our blessing. So my last question, but certainly not the least, is will you persevere while you wait. Now, Ruth 2 verse 22 to 23 reads, Naomi said to Ruth, it is good, my daughter, for you to go out to work with his maids so that others do not assault you in another field. So she stayed close to the maids of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest. And she lived with her mother in law. Now, once again, we see here with Ruth. Ruth started off by gleaning in the field. She was making sure there was provision. There was food for herself and also for Naomi. But she did not just find food for a day or two days, but she continued. She persevered in her purpose until the end of the barley and the wheat season. Also understand that at some point, Ruth could have simply said, you know what? I wasn't made for this life. I'm going to take myself back to Moab. I'm going to find myself a husband. I'm going to stay home and have his babies. Let him go to work and provide for me because this is not my life. I was not made to do this. But we see here that Ruth continues to persevere 
in her purpose in that field. She gleaned in that field with those servants until the end of the barley and the wheat season. And we do not see anywhere in scripture where it tells us that Ruth was complaining. Now, the scripture doesn't tell us that Ruth was looking for or she was hoping for a husband. But what we do know is that she was faithful and loyal to her mother-in-law. She was willing to wait with Naomi, come what may, even in the unknown. It could have been easy to go back to what she knew, to go back to that familiar place. And that's a word for someone. That familiar place is not necessarily where you need to go back to. But she took a path that was less known and was also uncertain. But I need you to understand that she made it very clear that Wherever Naomi went, she would follow and Naomi's God would be her God. So she serves a God who does not lie and is always working all things together for our good. So if you are in a place that is unfamiliar or things seem uncertain, please keep that in mind. You serve a God that works all things together for your good, even in the uncertainty. There is a promise that the Lord God has already spoken over you. Like Ruth, I want to encourage someone today that has been waiting on God. I want to encourage you to find your purpose and persevere in your purpose. Continue to wait on the Lord. Ruth waited on God without even recognizing that she was actually waiting on God because it didn't tell us in scripture that she was waiting on him to provide her with a husband. She made Naomi's God her God and she served without murmuring as God's favor began to rest on her. Now a side note here, earlier we saw where Naomi spoke a blessing of marriage over both women And we know once again that Naomi knew the role of a husband was to provide and protect his family. She asked that the Lord would allow each woman to find rest, which refers to comfort, peace, and ease in the home of their husband. Now, Boaz was that example already of a husband that would provide peace, protection, and provision for Ruth. We see here where he even said to his workers, hey, listen, I want you to pick up some of the good stuff. When you pick them, just let them fall on the floor. And when they fall there, allow her to pick it up and don't bother her. Let her pick it up and bring it home. Now, of course, he didn't say it in that way, but you're going to read the scripture for yourself. And so you're going to know exactly how he said it. But we also see here that he showed honor and respect to her, though he allowed her to glean among his other sowers or reapers, he did not actually take advantage of her, but he allowed her to go ahead and reap from the field without disrespecting her or bringing any dishonor 
honor to her. Now he could have gone out of his way and asked her for something in exchange or a favor in exchange because we know in the day and age we live very often that is how things work out. But we see here as an example of that godly husband how Boaz before marrying Ruth was already honoring and respecting her. Now we're going to go and we're going to look at three very important scriptures. And I want you to take these three scriptures, probably put them on a sticky note and post it in your car or post it in your bathroom or your bedroom, wherever it is that you will see this. If you are currently waiting on the Lord, I want you to take these three scriptures and make them memory verses. Our first scripture is Psalm 27 verse 14. It reads, Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Second scripture is Isaiah 40 verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord, those who expect, who look for, those who hope in him, they will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Hebrews 4 verse 16, it reads, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace, that is the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find his amazing grace to help us in time of need, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right time. These three verses are the last verse in each of their chapters. But though they are the last, they are powerhouses. They bring this scripture to an end in a manner that says yes and amen. They all remind us that the last is not the least and certainly God is with us until the end. It is usually at this time when we get to the end of ourselves where we don't know which way to go that we truly start allowing God to step in and to do a miraculous work. We're at the end of 2022. And if like myself, you have hoped and you've prayed all year for anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If it has yet to come to pass, instead of losing hope and giving up, I want to encourage you like Ruth to continue to persevere. We will do so by holding on to the word of God, knowing that he is able to do the impossible and he will work all things together for our good. So according to Hebrews 4 verse 16, we will now approach the throne of grace. Heavenly Father, as we come before you in this moment, Lord God, we ask you in this moment for favor, Almighty God, in every area of our life that we have been hoping and waiting on you. Your word tells us, Father God, that when the time is right, you will allow it to happen. But in our weakness, Father God, 
God. We grow weary sometimes and we ask you in this moment to strengthen us, Father God, to give us new strength and to renew our power that we will rise up on wings like eagles, Father God, that we may run and not grow weary, that we may walk and not faint. We ask you, Father God, that according to your perfect will, that it be done in our lives, Father God, the very things that we have waited on you for. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, to have mercy on us and to continue to guide us as we come to the end of 2022. I ask you, Father God, for my brothers and for my sisters right now that are waiting on you, that you would just give them, Father God, a heart that is patient father god with you that we do not murmur but that we wait patiently on you i ask you oh god right now to continue to guide us to lead us to protect us and to provide for us as we enter into a new year we give you all the glory the honor and the praise it is in the name of your son jesus christ that i pray amen guys thank you once again for joining me for another episode of touring with god this is tony with an i and i will see you next week tuesday at 9 a.m actually that means that i will see you next year january the 3rd at 9 a.m happy new year everyone god's willing i'll see you then bye (music)